You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Your mic is working, Mom. What is this down here? That's just the connection. Don't don't touch anything. Your mic's on. <laughs> Say hello. We're not expressing the sound. We're recording the sound. So like you're not amped up. Please live. don't make me do this. <laughs> if you love me, you wouldn't put me through this. Welcome to Raw Talk with Sheena, everyone. It's this a super happen. duper family edition. This is not <laughs> my mommy and my sister, who many of you have met. Sherry and my mom's name is Terry. Mom, say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's fun. We're just going to talk about me. Okay? Great subject. <laughs> we have 29 years of things to talk about. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Newly 29. Jeez, I know. I was like thinking about that the other day. But even though I never think about it, because it's just something that's like, and age is so irrelevant to what you want to do and and what you've experienced. Like, we've all experienced an infinite number of things, whether or not we decide to categorize them as something. We've all experienced in infinity, you know, in this, and we just decide to confine it in an expression of time. But um, anyway, so, Mom, hey. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm with you, Sheen. I love you, baby. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thanks. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on the family edition, and I was t- I told Sherry that I wanted to talk about this the other day. Oh, this was a setup. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not a setup. No, it's going to be easy. I want to. I just want everyone to be honest about what. Um, it has been like to, for, you know, I, I know that, okay, a question that I get asked often is like, how have you come to do the things that you're doing? Like, how did you get involved in juicing? How did you get involved in like, um, talking about spirituality and things like that? And so like, some people ask that I talk about my journey and, and whatever. So I personally don't like doing that because it's more fun for me to just be in the present moment of what I'm inspired to do and to just kind of roll with that and that be my current reality um but something that I was refer that I was referencing the other day that I felt like would be a good thing to talk about would be like kind of the time in which I really started saying yes to the guidances that I was being given like you know quit your job and travel and things like that and um and I had to do those things despite the way that people around me felt but one thing that I remember is you know I remember having dinner with y'all when I was in Baton Rouge working for map construction and I knew, I actually loved my job. I was a marketing coordinator at, at Map Construction and I loved my boss. And it really was an amazing first experience out of college. But there was definitely something that was inside of me that kept coming up 
you know, in the afternoons and in my free time that like this wasn't really what I was interested in. I wasn't really interested in like becoming a really powerful business person, you know, so it was coming becoming more and more evident that there was like something else and I didn't know what it was, but I just felt like a really strong ambition to exit in some way and like discover something and like be somewhere or do something. And so I remember telling you, mom, and Sherry, you were there too. We were at dinner in Baton Rouge and um and I was like, Okay, I wanna go to Asia. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Mom? Not exactly, no. You, you basically stopped talking to me after that Where did dinner. We dinner? <laughs> Where did we have dinner? Maybe that will help. I think it was at a steakhouse at Sullivan's. Remember? And so, okay, so I think about that, and I, I want to know from your perspective, you know, what it feels like to have a daughter like me <laughs> and like Sherry, really. I mean, like, just for for us to start being a little bit more, um, I guess, playful, like, with, like, you know, going against the grain of, like, okay, you know, it's very safe and comfortable, I'm sure, as a parent to know that your daughter or your son's going to college and then your daughter and your son's getting a corporate job and then your daughter and your son's getting married and, like, getting a house and all those things. So, like, as it started becoming... No, that's become, not really comforting to me. Well, but I think to know at the time, it was just that, like, that's kind of the course that we were probably on and then all of a sudden, right. it was like, that started to change. Curtis? Curtis? <laughs> Curtis? Curtis wants to be here for the family edition, too. (laughs) All family members included. So I just want to know from your perspective, like, what it's like when that starts, when it starts, you can see that, like, someone that you love begins to change course. I think it's great. I mean, I'm all for it. In the mic there, Mom. (laughs) Go ahead and talk in the mic. (laughs) The only reason I was ever afraid of y'all going out and doing things like that was because of the influences that I had throughout my life growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you, it's not safe out there. Mm-hmm. And hearing all these negative things, you know. So in the back of my mind, I always knew that that was great experiences for y'all, even at a young age, when you were in high school and you went out of the country and... You know, you explored everything that y'all got to do. I just thought it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, you've learned so much at a young age, and you were able to use that knowledge and take it to another level as an adult. Yeah. So, why do you think that, like, collectively, parents are afraid of their child doing something? very different you know like because I imagine if I if I were to do this all over again I probably wouldn't go to college Mm -hmm. for me that wasn't a time in which I felt like I I learned it wasn't right for me Mm -hmm. maybe you know I think it's right for other people but for for an entrepreneur there are so there are so few things that you learn from that experience because it almost limits you from having that that life experience Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. I have like, to disagree with that. You think that I learned a lot through college? I do. If it wasn't, 
No, if, if it wasn't anything that has to do with your business, you know, you did learn things, maybe personal experiences and such mm-hmm. that have, you know, you wouldn't have been exposed to that if you didn't go to college. I know, Mom, but I'm like, you know how I am and how I think. So I can't, um, I can't even imagine at this point, like, I feel like the, the programs that are in place for us that we're just expected to be a part of as children mm-hmm. are very limiting. I feel like it's it's very hard to be a very individual child. It's very hard to to rest when you need to rest. It's very hard to be um, you know introspective when you need to be introspective. There are skills and things that are not able to come through that experience of a formal education. And so, um, and I'm just kind of using education as an example, but like, you know, what if, what if I at 19 had like moved and lived on a farm? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying these are the things that I think that a lot of parents are going to start facing Mm -hmm. and they have two choices. They can either do what everyone else thinks they should do, which is, you know, don't do that, do the safe thing, go to college, get a corporate job, or they can say, they can begin trusting the universe that, like, these experiences, because they're coming from some place of inspiration for their children, are important. And so I'm just wondering what your take is on that. I think that parents my age have learned a lot We've seen our children grow and go in the direction that's making them happy. Mm-hmm. And that's pleasing to the heart of a parent. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we were growing up, you know, um, you had to go in this certain path. You had to get married to make your parents happy. Mm-hmm. You had to go to college and or get a job right out of high school, make money and have security with that job mm-hmm. that made your parents happy. Mm-hmm. So you really didn't find happiness until many years later. And then you really found maybe this is what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was doing that for someone else. So looking at it through your eyes and my experiences, it makes me happy to know that you're going to go in the direction of happiness mm-hmm. because that is the key to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chasing money and, you know, um, making others um, happy is not what we're here for. Yeah. I totally agree. And um, it's something that, like, I almost constantly, you know, I really was so fortunate to grow up with you and dad. It was really an amazing environment. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that for the most part, what I'm unlearning about life, like, you know, the things that I'm trying to disconnect from, like those expectations and things like that are things that I put on myself, you know. I just as a I just that was kind of my personality and I was trying to figure out what perfection and what right was the whole way you know through through school experiences through family experiences and things like that I was always trying to figure out what was right and what I'm recognizing now is right is what 
is joyful and exciting and inspiring and it's bringing like a whole new essence to my life and it's also giving me a lot of um, courage to stand up for what I need which doesn't look like what anyone else needs you know like I'm, I'm more I'm more and more likely to less likely to explain myself if I need to not work or if I need to work from home for example or if I need to leave the state and do like it's explore another place I'm just I'm I'm requiring less excuses of myself whereas like at the beginning of me being in business it was like it was like I was answering to myself. Like I had another voice in my head like, well, you're doing this because you did that. And it's like, I don't, I'm doing that less and less because I'm just trying to follow the flow while being really balanced. And I feel like my body and my life gives me a lot of messages of, of, of like relating to what I need. And it's, it does not fit into a mold. And I think that that's how most people are. That's great that you can recognize that. At this early in life. <laughs> really? I mean, some people will never, ever get to that point. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we were molded, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, and it's it goes for everything from, like, what you eat to, like, the way that you spend money, the clothes that you buy, the house that you live in, the vacations that you take. Every single choice can be a conscious choice that makes you feel good. You know, and I just don't know that we um, have always given ourselves that autonomy to do that. You know, it's like we're always looking around because sometimes it's easier to say, like, well, what vacation do I want to go on? Let me ask, like, this person who went on vacation instead of just, like, connecting to ourselves Mm -hmm. and saying, like, what does this soul need in this moment? And I think that's why, you know... I think that that's why I get a lot of like motivation and inspiration for many different things because I I have to say yes to what comes up in the moment because that's what's exciting or joyful to me instead of like let me just continue working on X because I'm supposed to you know for example and I think that's why I have a lot of other things going on um, Sherry are you still a part of this conversation I am <laughs> would I'm you like multitasking. <laughs> Would you like to add anything to this? Um, have you been listening or have you been Instagramming? I've been listening. <laughs> I've, I mean, I just feel like this is kind of a continuation of what we talked about on our podcast. Like, just having that opportunity to, like, seek out our what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And luckily, our mom didn't deter us from doing that. If anything, we got more support than I think anyone, like, our peers could have gotten. Yeah. And I think that is, like, what mom was saying because she wants us to make our decisions. And she didn't really feel like, you know, mm-hmm. that was an opportunity given to her when she was our age. Yeah. I agree. I feel like we are we're lucky for, some, for many reasons and, like back to what I was saying about like you know just tuning into myself I think that my that initial like major fear of failure before even beginning you know to do to be in business was more about my own fear of failure versus like my fear of failure for 
my family or my friends. You know, it was more about like, but once I once once I see that, like once I recognize what I'm fearing and the anxiety, like once I'm able to look at it and connect with it and understand I had no where it's coming idea from, that you even had those thoughts along the way. Of course, <laughs> of course. You've always seemed so positive. You've never come around me with a negative word. Well. About your business. I guess I'm I'm consolidating it into that statement of like fear of failure, um, but I think it's just the f- I think it's what comes up when you're in a position to expand in some way. You know, like there's it comes up that there's a need for you to release things to to grow and to move forward, and in that release you know, that new expression of what you're creating begins to come through. And because you you don't have a reference point for that, you don't really know how it's going to work out. So you might, you know, a lot of people may say that it's the fear of failure, but it's it's most likely just that anticipation of not knowing and free-falling, in a sense. Like, that's basically what you do every time you create something new. But the more comfortable that you become with that, the easier that it begins to be to create newness all over your life. You know? I agree. And didn't you kind of want to talk about, like, others' reactions? Sherry, no one can hear you. (laughs) This is how you talk on the phone, okay? (laughs) Okay? So if you want to know what it sounds like to talk to you on the phone, Sherry, you put earphones on and then put your phone on top of your ear. That's why I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> well, at least she's not facing the window right now, Sheena, because that's how she normally talks to me. She's not even looking my way. Maybe you don't like to talk. I don't think so. <laughs> but I think whenever you brought this up to me, you want to talk about like others' like reactions to like a spiritual change. Yes, I did. Is that kind of where you want to go yeah. with this? Yeah. Why don't you start that part of the conversation? Okay. Well, I don't really remember the dinner where this was decided that you okay, were the dinner that I was the dinner that whatever. I was referring to was basically like I was just in my normal job and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh god, how do I experience this world? I'm going to go to fucking Asia." Right. <laughs> like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Asia and backpack in Asia which never happened. No. Nope. But I was just like I needed to break out of something and do something crazy. Right. Which right. like wound up being that I quit my job, moved to New York, worked right. for a juice bar for $10 an hour, you know, for going a salary and living, you know, with two old men in the Hamptons. <laughs> That's what that turned into. But L O L. Gosh, I forgot about them except for my Facebook news feed. It's blown up every day by them. <laughs> Alrighty, we won't call them out on this public sphere. Nope. <laughs> Didn't say a name. But anyway, um, so, well, I remember that time. Like, I remember, so I would have been still in college, which was like, I was the professional student go-getter. So I remember being, like, really stressed with school and not really being able to, like, understand what you were doing, but mm-hmm. kind of just putting trust in that you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um And I don't remember if it was, like, whenever you made this decision or kind of leading up to it, but you had gotten, like, you kind of went from zero to hero on, like, the health stuff, Mm -hmm. 
and <laughs> that's a cute term, Shay. That was cute, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and it almost became like if we, if we weren't with you, it was not right. Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. That's probably like something really good to talk about because it is such a major shift that like you do leave people in prior life past life mm-hmm. like whenever you were your old self kind of behind yeah and like it just as my big sister it was almost like well shit am I doing something wrong because mm-hmm. it's always like okay well I just follow what you do and it's gonna be right mm-hmm. and so it was I think the first time we kind of like split mm-hmm. into being like our own adults yeah and our own selves yeah because you went like this different route mm-hmm. and so that was like I guess kind of hard to see because I didn't know if I was doing something wrong or yeah. like if my lifestyle needed to be adjusted. But I think it was just you maturing, I mean, at a different rate and like coming into yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was still in college and kind of going with the motions. Yeah. And I mean, looking back from my perspective, and this is always how it is, you know, um, it takes a lot of individual time to change. It takes a lot of individual time to like begin cultivating the information that you want to begin incorporating into your life to like read and be immersed and like um, just play with that option of change, you know, like mm-hmm. to just like be in that place where it becomes an option to do something different. You kind of have to do that individually. And so it's never that, you know, especially me, like, and especially, I guess, now, it's never coming from a place of judgment that that you begin to change. It's just coming from a place of of great personal interest that you begin, you know, trying new things. And it is hard when everyone's not on that path with you, you know, especially initially. And that's what you're exactly describing, but looking back on it, can you see that like any of that could have come about differently? Probably not. Like that's probably how most people feel when like you kind of just like jump in and don't worry about those around you because people that need to will stick and be supportive like that kind of hmm I think I think we're kind of trying to say the same thing but it's (laughs) but our brains are so different they're so different I'm like trying to even like describe what you're saying to myself but but I'm this is exactly what you're right I wanted to talk about this because I know that it can be sad and and feel it can feel like uncomfortable for your family when you start you know eating differently and um, thinking differently you know and I I didn't even give you an option really it wasn't like and but I, I don't think that most people should I think that if you're really getting that inspiration to do something you have to do it despite the way that it makes other people feel because for the most part you and you can learn from Mm -hmm. any experience whether or not that's something that we decide is beneficial for us even if it's not you 
you still learn from you doing what you're inspired to do and you seeing others doing what they're inspired to do, right? Yeah. It's just that it definitely does challenge relationships in a lot of ways because for me especially, I don't, you know, I don't often know how to like explain and, and describe what is happening with me but because I don't often feel the need to. You know, like I know that a lot of my life is in development all the time. And so sometimes it just, you know, I don't um, communicate that that evolution, I guess, while it's happening. That's why, like, you know, for a lot of people who witness my life, they're like, all of a sudden that just happened. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's, but I'm fine with that, you know. Um, and I think that if, I think that as family members, you have to know and trust and have confidence that you're always loved and that you're always appreciated, even if, like, through those experiences you feel otherwise. Do you have anything to say about that, Mom? I feel like you're directing that to me, but (laughs) no. No, No, I'm not directing it towards you. I'm in total agreement with that. Yeah. You know, you're doing what you need to do. This is your life. Yeah. But, but you know, like, if you ever, like, as a parent, did you ever feel like I loved you less? <laughs> no, not that no. you love me less. Um, I mean, I know that you're really, really busy, and it, it took a little time for me to realize that, you know, you don't love me less, if you will, because I hadn't heard from you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're living in the same city. Yeah. And I heard more from your sister who was living in Houston. <laughs> well, y'all have this weird and thing where y'all like, have talked every single often. day for like the past 27 years of your life. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that you have um, given me that. Because it's really like, it's not about, for me, it's not about like, calling you know those are things that that don't cross my mind and something that probably never will be a part of it will never probably be structured like that for me um but it feels so much better knowing that you know that I love you despite all this and that you don't have these expectations for me that I can't meet as an individual I have no problem with that I totally understand. I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Because I remember my parents, you know, they would get their feelings hurt if I wouldn't contact them or go see them on a weekly basis. Yeah. When we were so busy raising a family and trying to do our little thing as a little family. And, you know, we had to incorporate the minimum amount of time that we had as a family doing what the grandparents wanted. Right. You know, and it was like, that was really hard. Because it did take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not. I guess I'm not regretting it today because they're not here, and wish I could have that mm-hmm. time. But I understand totally what you're what you're saying and where you're coming from because of my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also. This is probably not something that Sherry off the Instagram. <laughs> we are working here <laughs> so God, I've always homies. had to put you in line you know you're just like such a little free floater out there 
Um, <clears throat> anyway, I know that this is not something that we talk about as a family often, but something that I believe is that we're moving more into fifth dimensional resonance. So like we are th- third dimensional existence is the physical body. Anything above that dimensionally would be something that's non-physical. So if we're moving into a dimension that's higher than the third dimension, then our communication then becomes energetic or vibrational or via frequency. So if that is the case, then we then which I I do think that we're ascending to that that point. Then we as humans or as a family? As a as a like everyone on the earth. Okay. That's that's where it's going. So because that's happening, we are now beginning to communicate more that way. We're beginning to communicate more vibrationally, energetically, like through light, through thought, through mm-hmm. emotion. So even if you're not like reaching out to us by phone or by text, it's yes. like you're thinking about us and we know that and we yes. feel that. And you have that energetic resonance that is telling you something. It's giving you information about me. And so we I think always had that. Me and you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's very apparent in sisters, especially because like we come in with like all this energetic connection. So like it doesn't take a lot to facilitate like a strong communication in that way. But what I'm saying is that like I also really tried to um, I really I also really worked on making sure that I continuously expressed unconditional love to you and Sherry as well. Like, even if, like, the experience of us being together didn't make me feel good at the time, like, when I was, you know, initially, I do remember us having, like, a difficult time with, like, everything that was happening at once, you know, like, um, dad passed away, Um, I graduated from college, I got a job, I was very disconnected at that time, I was just, you know, a lot of stuff went on in like five years, I guess, of time, and so I think that we were all adjusting, and maybe when we were together, we would take it out on one another, you know, Mm -hmm. and so after that, and moving forward, I tried to clear the anything that came up regarding you or Sherry, I intentionally like looked at it and recognized that I could completely shift it with my perception. So, you know, I might have felt or responded to like a situation. Let's give an example, like, um, and thought in my head, okay, my, you know, my mom's she's mad at me or she just she's disappointed in me or something or that's something that I would tell myself and then I would stop and say like is that really is that true most of the time it wasn't and I could find you know that there was a disconnect between what I was feeling and what was the truth and so if but but when you connect with something that's really true it's beyond all of the practical third dimensional situations it's and it's only love. So if there's anything below that, that's not true. If you can connect with what's true, you can see that that's not. And so 
the more I started doing that, I felt like the less those situations started happening. And, and I felt the same, like we were all just kind of evolving and growing through that. And we've all become so accepting and loving towards what one another is going through, through that, hopefully, you know? Again, you're on your phone. <laughs> my friends. <You're laughs> your group chat can wait. It's my friend in Argentina. Do you feel like that? Did you hear anything? Mm-hmm. Did you hear anything, Mom? I did. And I totally agree with everything that you're saying. I'm like so in tune with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot express like all, all that. Mm-hmm. Like you make it sound so sensible. I I understand everything you're saying, but I could not word it the way that you do. Oh, mom's not good with words. No, it's not that. It's that <laughs> this is like, you know, it's it's part of like what I'm interested in. So I'm always tuning into this type of information. So I'm learning how to describe this in information language. in language, which is like, you know, how do you describe energy, which has no physicality in words you know like you kind of have to learn almost to describe it i think but what were you gonna say little sister you're good at putting things in layman's terms that's so sweet (laughs) do you have any other nice things that you'd like to say about me Mm. today sheena spent most of her day making a cover a Facebook cover photo, so everyone go check that out. <laughs> She's really good. It wasn't She's the majority of my that. day. It was just what I was inspired to do today, um, which was, yeah, some graphics and design and things like that. Um, but I'd had a really busy weekend. Um, I was telling you guys we organized a personal cleanse and I also had an event with Athleta and a couple of other things that came up so I had a lot of stuff to do this weekend so I was working from home today and that was just one of the things that I did even though I probably should have not worked um, and I'm like not that's not true okay I I was supposed to do what I did but um, I definitely need to rest you know moving forward in the week because a lot has been requested of my physical body recently. But um, a lot of people even ask me, like, well, how did Sheena get into this? That's funny that you started the podcast like that. And I, my response is usually like, oh, I don't even know. It started, like, with something very personal and then grew into more <laughs> of, like, a, <laughs> a business. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Mom, what would you say if someone said how did I get into this? How, what would you, how would you respond to that? Do people ask you that? No. Oh my gosh, people ask me that No, all the time. I can't say that they do. And I'm like, well, first she just started like being really healthy herself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. because I remember like, cause we were both working together, you would come in with like the biggest mason jar I've ever seen mm-hmm. of green slime. Yeah. And would like, eat and drink that and that mm-hmm. was like I mean I feel like juicing and like anything green in liquid form has recently become popular like that was not very popular seven years ago and yeah in 2010 or whenever yeah. and so it was like very new mm-hmm. like 
you were the first person to have a Vitamix. I was like, what is a Vitamix? Yeah. And so it started, like, very personal. And then you had, like, personal development and then decided to kind of make it into a business venture. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great (laughs) synopsis, Sherry. (laughs) That's Well... In between, we're juicing at Mama's house, juicing at 4 a.m., exploding juices onto ceilings of places. Like, a lot happened in between, but that's the gist of things. Yeah, and people ask me the same question all the time, too. And it's it's like the worst question to get, because if I'm really being honest, this began when I was born. I mean, like, I could, you know, piece back... Mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. have brought me to this place from the moment that I was born. You've always been the healthier sister. No. <laughs> Not just healthier, like just like totally different, unique, oh. like her own person. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. Not necessarily from you, Sherry. It's not a personal suggestion. No, no, it's no, just I like, I, I was just, that. yeah. I mean, just as a person. Yeah. Can, can you talk about how I was different? <laughs> That's <laughs> such a weird I can, face. I can say one thing. I remember like, we would go to select burger place and you would take everything <laughs> off of the hamburger, including the buns, and drink it like a glass of milk with it. And like that's extremely <laughs> odd for a child who was offered like a cheeseburger kitty pack with a phone coke. No, that's not what she wanted. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that like, I mean, when I was younger, the, the idea of health really developed to where it is now, which I think is a very good basis for me and for most people, which is that I eat, you know, 90% organic, everything's grass-fed if it's meat, uh, meat-based or, and everything is organic that's um, vegetable or fruit-based and is high vibrational, but also like what I'm inspired to eat. And I feel like that's a good picture of health, but, the, but I'm talking about more so like a mentality. Like, why do you think that I was unique when I was younger? I mean, I I know that the things that I did was different. Like, you were talking about how we would go to Mama and Papa's house on Sundays. And, like, all I remember doing was either being next to you or being in a room by myself. And, like, all the other cousins were playing together. And I just, Mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. You weren't like you were going to be your own person. Yeah, you you weren't going to blend. You were going to stand out. If it had to be by yourself, you were going to be your person. Yeah, because it maybe was that like a lot of I wasn't in an environment where a lot of people understood me. I think, right? I could agree. Yeah. So what what were other things that I did? (laughs) How was I weird? I wouldn't say she was weird. I'm going to sound like a mother bragging on my daughter. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's fun to hear sometimes. Well, both mm-hmm. of y'all, I mean, no matter where y'all went, y'all just stood out like a shining star. Everyone <laughs> loved y'all. Mom, it's sweet. Because you made a mark no matter where you went or what you did. Y'all both have a tendency to give... Uh, 200% at whatever you put your hands on. Yeah, I'm slowly trying to like like just give less and less and <laughs> less of that because it's required a lot of effort. I think this is very strange, but I I do think that like I was 
inspired to like make the adults around me happy which is very weird like I don't know why I took on that responsibility but I remember like wanting to make my friends parents feel comfortable and happy wanting to make my teachers feel happy and comfortable you know I have like those distinct memories of Hmm. being younger and I don't and, and it definitely rolled over into an adulthood where I knew, you know, that I could do certain things to make people feel comfortable, but I'm now deciding that's not always what I want to do because maybe it's limiting my expression of what I, the way that I really feel, which is like, I might not really care about that, the way that person thinks or feels about me. You know, and like using that energy to do that is no longer enticing to me. But for some reason, like that's just something that I remember, you know? I think that's normal though, because I feel like I was like that. Like, because you respect older people, like adults, and so you always want to like kind of make them happy. That's how I, I feel like I was like that too. I think that what I was doing was like tuning into their energy. And like learning what it meant to do that and affecting them. But, but then like taking, doing something physically, like smiling at the right time or just whatever. <laughs> I know that it sounds weird, but I do think that, that was like the beginning of my learning and understanding of like people and like, yeah, greater, like greater. The time that really stands out for me was I just, I'll never forget like when Muriel was in the hospital. So Muriel was someone who was, um, for those of you who are listening, she was like a grandmother to my sister and I and my mom. And she was in hospice Mm -hmm. on her way out. And it's just the way that you handled her and the look in your eyes. And I, I I could just look and see the exact picture of what I want to remember for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. what I seen that day. And it was just like so touching to me. Like, I don't know what you gave to her, um, but it was certain, certainly a lot of love because mm-hmm. I seen the relaxed look in her face mm-hmm. where she was not at all relaxed at the time, mm-hmm. facing what she was facing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Well, I think that it's, that is like, was my inspiration in learning modalities that are energy healing because I feel like that's how I communicate. And so learning like a practical method of what that is, you know, which for me was the reconnection. Like I learned the language of energy in a formal setting, but it's it, but at that time without that knowledge i knew that there's i knew and I have always felt that like consciously you can change everything and so based on my intention in conjunct in conjunction with my consciousness i can express exactly what i want someone to feel and so that's probably what i did there which was that I just wanted her to feel the love that I had for her and to feel comfortable and relaxed, mm-hmm. knowing that like this process of death is, I, I've, I'm like very accepting of that process 
And so I think that I just intentionally expressed that upon her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, which especially people her age, they probably there were probably like so many superstitious things that they had put into their brains oh regarding dying and death and things like that. And so I think I was able to kind of just like calm that. And now I feel like I communicate with her. I can communicate with anyone who's passed very simply. Like you, I, it, that seems very natural to me. And I think that that's why it's not really like brought a great sense of sadness to me when someone's transitioned. Grief, yes, but like the fact that they're gone forever has never felt that way. It was mm-hmm. almost like I had to convince myself if somebody else was de- dealing with death and felt that way, I had to convince myself that that's what I was supposed to be feeling because it wasn't naturally what I would feel, which naturally it's just that I knew that um, it was a continuation, mm-hmm. you know, but I know that that was a very different way to react as a young person too. Just a lot of things, I guess, that... <laughs> Baby Sheena. <laughs> ...have made me different. Um, that You're such a good different. Thanks, Shay. I think you're good different, too. <laughs> Except when you're, like, deliberately mean to me. <laughs> Sheena, that never happens. <laughs> That's a joke. Some, sometimes she's just a little... A little harsh, a little harsh, mm-hmm. but I don't have a really good filter. Don't take I just, that personal. Like, say things. We all get that treatment. I just like say things and then have to like walk backwards. Out yeah, of them. but the, <laughs> but truly now, like it's not. It doesn't matter because again, I know that you love me, and it's just not offensive when you are like that because I know like I wish everyone was like that yeah (laughs) so do I so this is like the point of the podcast like if you you know you in particular and everyone but like because you're my sister and I interact with you a lot like I know that you're going through your own personal process of development and growing and shifting out of old ways of thinking and changing and releasing like that is a lot it's a lot to do physically. It's a lot to do energetically. And it's okay that, like, you don't really want to be bothered with me sometimes. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I have nothing. Like, there's nothing inside of me that needs something from mm-hmm. Sherry that, like, makes it so that if that's the way that she reacts, that's offensive to me. You know? And I think that that is a really positive way to be and I'm so lucky that we all feel that way about one another you know that we don't have to you know say certain things or act certain ways we just know that like we have an understanding that we love each other no matter what you know good feeling yeah that's that's us fam (laughs) (laughs) my nina girls three little italians So, um, do you want to give any parting words to our listeners here, Sherry? Um, I know a lot of people have been asking about you since the last podcast. So maybe you can give an update about your, um, new experience of school and not having a normal, your normal job and just like how that is going. It's going well. Um, 
I had a really fun experience over last week um, and just, I don't know, reassuring myself. I don't know, when others can see you, can see in you your happiness, like when you're in the act of doing something, it's always reassuring to hear that and say, okay, I did make the right decision. But you never questioned it because you made it. Right. You're, you're, you're evolved past needing that confirmation. Yeah, you don't need others' approval. But it's still nice to hear. <laughs> like, uh-huh. even though I know it mm-hmm. and I'm convinced of it yeah. and I'm like so set on this, mm-hmm. it still is like, okay, I didn't make the right decision. Or yeah. like, okay, others can see it too. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just me having this weird like life epiphany. Like, others see it as well. Like, mm-hmm. that's how strong of a decision it was. Yeah. But would you be more likely to to show up for another free fall like that after having done it once? Like if I was jumping into something to do something else? Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything. I mean it can be in relation to anything, you know? I think it's really important to do that thing. Even though I mean like you're still in school. You've not like even received quote unquote practical benefits from this choice you're not like getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a year yet you're not nope (laughs) (laughs) but but it doesn't matter because like the inspiration and the excitement and the joy that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. is is like money yeah like everyone because i have a lot a lot a lot of people ask me like well how is it how are you doing or like touching base from like you know people just that I hang out with or used to hang out with and I'm like I love it it's mm-hmm. so fun school's so fun and like that's I feel like that's very rare for people to be like school's so fun mm-hmm. especially anyone who knows what cosmetology school's like that's usually not the first word people use to describe it mm-hmm. but it really is so fun it's like it gets to play around mm-hmm. four days out of the week and now that you're running the school <laughs> <laughs> seriously every other day Sherry's like planning an event for the school or like I'm hearing I'm like are, is there an administration or have you like acquired that <laughs> that role there we go was there all, like a class student. was there a class like president election that you won no <laughs> you just, you're just volunteering yourself mm-hmm. yeah to get things done <laughs> she's gonna in- implement that they have a board and uh, a meeting so that everyone can cast a vote and yeah. vote her in as president. Yeah, so you have that, great that weird thing where you just like like. I go all more. in. Yeah, yeah, I go all into everything. Yeah, I want you to go all in for yourself moving forward. But I think that for you, that involves some things like organization and so, Curtis, Cousy Gert. I know he smells a cat. Come see, Curdy. Come see. Come join the family podcast. And in, in one month, I'll be on the floor. And oh I'm really goodness. excited about that. <laughs> and you're going to be trying doing people's hair. Mm-hmm. People who walk in. She's moving on up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> call, they better call for appointments now. Yeah, you're gonna be booking. My mom, fill up. My mom, mom, you're so you're you're so excited that she's gonna be able to do your hair. It's gonna be a huge savings for you. Okay, we we won't talk about it. Um, Well, you like to commit a lot to your beauty. 
and your hair. Like, and she's do. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's she doesn't so beautiful. need to, but um, sure, if it's going to keep me afloat, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm excited too because I would love for my hair to be fixed every day. And I'm excited. <laughs> so am I going to live with you that? I'm excited to see what you discover and learn about this industry and what you want to do and your expression in it because I think it's going to be one of the most unique expressions of someone post-cosmetology school. And I'm really excited for it. But I'm also really happy to see you in a place where you're, you are content and you're just like doing you. The more that I see you doing you, despite what like your friends are doing that little stronghold group of a friend <laughs> group that you've got there. Um, the, though they are wonderful. I just love seeing you do what's uniquely yours and your inspiration. And the same for you, mom, you know, like, although I really enjoyed seeing you retired <laughs> that, you know, selfishly made me feel very comfortable that like you could just relax. It did. It really? Me, yeah, definitely. Sheena. What? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like being I know. Retired. I didn't mind, but it was just, like, not realistic. Why? I couldn't just sit home and do nothing, like, going from to working 17 hours a day. I know. To working zero, having no responsibilities. Gotta ease into that. Lost all of... <laughs> I lost all of my titles all at one time, and it was like, oh, no, this, this isn't working. So you, you had been thinking for a while that you wanted to do something. You just, it just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have something. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You have something to, to devote your creativity and your joy to. I just hope that this time around, boundaries go up. And your energy is reserved and you don't have to feel like a slave to work because that's an old way of thinking. It is. You know, there is a lot of possibility for making money on a different mindset. Yeah. 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 You have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm unlearning the ways that we were all brought up, which was that you had to work hard. You had to work hard to make money. You had to work hard to survive and all those things. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm creating a new reality, which is that the, that's not what has to be. And um, I'm learning from you this round. <laughs> oh, Sheena's teaching all of us. We're, we're all working <laughs> hard young. together. But, um, yeah, so you can find Sherry's in the Raw Talk with Sheena group. So everyone mm-hmm. can reach out to you there if they have any questions or they... Um, want to see you on Instagram and all of your hair pictures that are coming up, which are so awesome. That updo today was really incredible. Wasn't that cute? Yes, I, I loved know. it. It was like so modern I'm like, and when cool. When did you do that? You just, you just posted that today. Uh-huh. You did that this morning? <laughs> no, Saturday. <laughs> what do you call that, that little so mannequin, cute. Shay? That was Catherine, Catherine the mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> she looked a little lighter than normal. That's a filter. <laughs> uh, okay. But maybe you put some color in her too. So everyone that was really, really nice job, Shay. Yeah. Thank you. So if if you guys want to see what Sherry's working on in school, your professional Instagram is now Sherry S H E R R I underscore Nola. Nola, which is which stands for New Orleans. Stylist. Mm-hmm. 
And that's it? Mm-hmm. Sherry underscore Nola stylist. Um, mom's not really on social media very much. <laughs> but if anyone wants to reach out to her, um, please, you can email me and I'll connect you. But... <laughs> She does have a new business coming up soon. She's opening a daiquiri shop with her brother. And it's going to be on... A different type of Airline juice. Highway. Yeah. <laughs> no juice is there. But she's having a lot of fun designing it and doing it. And I'm so happy and excited for her. Um, and that's going to be open in October. And it's called Daiquiri Run on 61, which is Airline Highway in New Orleans, Thank which you. is really awesome. So right proud of my family. You are awesome. You're Thanks awesome, for doing Sheena. this. I love y'all so Thank much. You. Love you. Um, basic witches and wizards, you know where to find me. If you've ever listened to this podcast, um, the Facebook group is a great place. Raw Talk with Sheena. And if you are looking for an experience of the basic witch lifestyle, Amberly and I are hosting a three-day workshop in New Orleans, October 20th through 22nd. It's an incredibly intensive couple of days with a lot of information um, relating to but not limited to nutrition, energy healing, spirituality, manifestation, and as usual, a dose of alien. It's really fun um, and it's really transformational and I say that because I know we've already kind of tapped into the field of what this is and what we are intending to do is to know and see from tuning into each one of our individual guests for this class what is blocking them in taking those next steps to creating a life that they want being in the relationships that they want being in the career and um, in the lifestyle that makes them happy and comfortable speaking on their own behalf and creating um, businesses that are um, supportive and and in alignment with who they want to be. These are the topics that we're going to be covering and we're going to be looking for ways to really penetrate that which has been blocked by limiting beliefs or uh, prior concerns or fear. So um, if that sounds interesting to you, if that's a place in your life in which you are finding yourself, I really encourage you to sign up for the course. It is probably the last one that we'll be hosting for a while because we have a couple of other exciting projects underway. And there is also a very limited space for this event. So um, if you have any questions, you can, or if you'd like to sign up, you can go to the basicwitch.net website or you can email us at info at basicwitch.net and we will help you out with that. There are payment plans and the total price is $849 and it's worth every penny the last class that we had we've had people start businesses since then we've had people transform their relationships transform their personal lives um it's really miraculous so i hope that you guys can attend and i hope to see you there or on the insta web peace out everyone have a great week good night